I don't know about you, but this COVID series or this Great Pause series has brought me so much life. I enjoyed sitting down with Gitana T. Light, Lisa Apia, and today, Zara Bidwa from Zara Moves, a dance educator, shares her experience during the pandemic. Her honesty and vulnerability during this moment was unexplainable. The content in this episode may be considered sensitive. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We are Umami Conversations, one word on Instagram and Facebook. Rate us, download your favorite episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. So stay tuned. This is The Great Pause, part one with Zara Bidwa. Blessings. Hey, beautiful people. What's up, my lovely listeners? Thank you so much for joining us on another conversation on Umami's Conversations. <laughs> um, today, hmm, amongst all other days, I have the one and only, the queen of queens, the queens of dancers, or no, it's Dancing Queen. That's what she's called. She's called the Dancing Queen. Mrs. Zara Moves. Come on. Yes, I had to do all of that, girl. <laughs> What's up, Zara? How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing? good, mama. How are you? I feel like I, am I need well. like boxing gloves and just come down and be like, dun, 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 I'm telling you. Dun, 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 <laughs> over on this corner. <laughs> yo, I'm telling you, like, yo, listen, when I'm about to sit down with a goddess like you, I need to make sure that I start off right. Okay. Yo, coming from I you, that's an sure. honor. Thank you. Yes, you can are. I take you me, are. Can I take you with me everywhere? Like you can. Like, take me. Take me. I'll be the voice behind your ears, boo. <laughs> my, per- my personal like hype woman. I'm telling you, like I got you. I got you, oh. guys. This is Zara Moves, man, and. Anyways, we're, we're going to get into details. We're going to talk about it. But before that, I just want to read something about this wonderful soul here. So basically, I personally straight up does not, I don't know her as Zara. I'll be very honest with everyone. And, and she knows. I don't know her as Zara. But for today, I'll call her Zara. Okay. So Ms. Zara Bidwa is born in Libya and with from Ghanaian parents, grew up in Montreal, um, and she's currently residing in Toronto. She is a dancer, um, but not only a dancer, she's a choreographer and also an educator. Her background is in traditional West African dancing, primarily from Ghana, Afro-Caribbean folklore, Afrofusion, and Soka. Zara has been teaching and performing in both Montreal and Toronto, in t- and Toronto let me get that right, with her own version of moments. Zara enjoys fusing both traditional and modern African movement, as well as exploring the concept of storytelling through dance. She has had the privilege of being part of prestigious dance companies such as Obasima, Let's Go, West Can Folklore Performing Company, Coco Collective, Alpha Rhythm and Roots, Unruly Gal Performing Team, and the Black Star Collective. Listen, um, and she, I think maybe a few years ago, Zara decided to launch her own brand, her own company called Zara Moves and her goal is to educate and also perform. Zara, welcome. Thank you. Welcome. There's so much more I could have said and read from your bio but I was like okay let me just stop there. (laughs) 
This is Zara. Like, I am so privileged to to sit down. I was just thinking about, um, I was thinking, looking at my other podcast. I'm like, oh, snap. I haven't, like, had a conversation with Zara yet. So this is really a, an amazing time for me. I want to say thank you so much for showing up. Zara, we've known each other for almost 30 years. So when you heard the introduction, you should understand why. Okay. <laughs> Okay. And we actually met, funny enough, through dance. You know, I don't necessarily dance anymore. I do it in my shower or in my bedroom or at parties. Um, but apart from that, I personally don't do it anymore. But Zara Move has um, taken this gift that she has and has, you know, spread her wings. And we're going to get to know a little bit more about, about that. And also to know about how she dealt with um dancing during covid so zara i've said a lot mm-hmm. but before we dive into this conversation i felt like asking you something because i know you enjoy eating <laughs> i want you to tell me three of your favorite Ghanaian dish uh oh that's easy um benku and okra soup okay that's like the top mm-hmm. one benku's like i always say benku's my husband um uh kinky okay and then the third one they're all like really like starch things huh? i was i was i was gonna be like sis for a dancer uh, that looks as fly as you shoot listen 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 don't be fooled by this dancer thing food is my first love you stay there um yeah and then the last one you know for those who are true true like ganyan foodies if i say red red you know what i'm talking about um, yes. For those who don't know, red red basically is um, the uh, I guess they call it red or orange um, plantain, and then we plantain. do this kind of like stew, which is like a beans type of stew. With beans. And mm, so the I had some yesterday, well, the, by the way. The reason why we call it red red because you have like the red plantain, and then the bean stew we usually um, add palm oil, palm in it, which also makes it reddish. So that's why we call it red red. So those are my three: starch, starch, and more starch. Yay! Yeah, let's go starchy food. <laughs> Yo, but you know, like let's let's be honest, our foods are is, is pure starch. No matter what you do, like it's it, that's what it is. But it's so good though. It's so it's so good. It's so good. That's like, why we need it. Dancing. It just gives you a smile <laughs> and makes you tired, but it just makes you smile. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. So Zara. Mm-hmm. COVID-19. Yeah. COVID-19 hit us, like, really immensely. It hit the whole world, Mm -hmm. obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do know that one of the fields or one of the um, artistic field that it really hit is dancing. And I just really wanted us to share your experience um, because I I am so sure that there's other artists out there that must have had the same type of experience or maybe not or, you know, or... Just kind of knowing that whatever that they were going through in their rooms, in their houses, like somebody else was also going through that same thing, right. you know? So can you start off with us as, let's say, pre-COVID? Okay. When you heard the news of COVID-19, like, what were you doing at that time? Um, what were your plans? Mm-hmm. And, like, how did it affect you? Okay. Uh, this big thing called COVID-19, like it's got to the point where I've, I've gotten so tired of the name, like COVID, Corona, pandemic, panini. So I just like to say when life went on pause, 
Mm, I love that. That's my new sentence because I just can't take it anymore. Um, and essentially that's really what happened. Um, so pre-COVID, things were starting to kind of pick up for me. Um, so the brand, um, the Zara Moves brand, which essentially is an educational and performance brand. So it started to pick up, it started to get traction. Um, and then I had kind of envisioned, I'm like, all right, cool. Since this thing is kicking off, I started to, because prior to that, I was teaching but I was like subbing for people. So subbing is when you like replace somebody. So I only really had, like people think I was teaching a whole lot, but like most of it, I would tell you 80% of it is just me replacing people who were like living their best life and going on tour and all this business, right? I personally only had two classes, but I was teaching mm. six. So it lets you know how much I was Makes replacing sense. people. So in my head, because I was, you know, teaching a lot and then I was also getting opportunities to, um, to perform and also choreograph for different artists and different shows, I was like, all right, cool. You know, when you talk about vision board, I'm like, okay, cool. So April, April, 2020, we're going to take the plunge and we're going to do this dance full time because dance for me was only part time. So what I was doing is um, I had basically like two, two other part-time work. Yeah. The struggle is real. Um, so one of them, I was a counselor for young offenders, which is really why I moved to Toronto to, to pursue criminal justice. And then the other one, I was a program coordinator for an after-school program. So that's so I was basically heavily involved with the kids in all aspects of their life, right? From from when you're in school to when you get in trouble, you will see me somewhere somehow. You'll see Zara. You know? <laughs> I, I like to say I was like the proactive and the reactive, you know, because sometimes you have to... You have to, like, I think it's through schools that you'll be able to give people a different path. And if you don't get them, then, you know, the reactive part is when they actually get in conflict with the law. So I was doing that. So I was kind of ready to take the plunge and quit all that and do dance full time April 2020. Like I had it in my mind. I was like, boom, yo, Mm. watch out Mm. world. And then then April happened. Mm. Uh, But then like, but then in March, I was like, okay, maybe April, um, because like COVID hit in March, right? So then in February... Mm. I was like, okay, April might not work. So then I had set on on May because there were certain things that happened life-wise. I said, okay, May, you know, first week of May, we're doing the plunge. We're going to send our, you know, uh, resignation letter and we're going to see what happens and and probably get yelled by my parents. But that's a story for another day. Um, Yeah, so so then March happened and it was so funny because so two weeks before life went on, on a, a pause, um, I had like all the people that I was replacing had decided that like, they really don't want to do this teaching anymore. So now they had given me all the classes. So now it's like, interesting, official, guys, yes. I'm an official like full-time teacher. Like my dreams are coming to pass. And I'm just like, like, oh, you know, when you speak, when you speak things into existence, I, yeah. yes. so, okay, cool. So then, you know, I got, I got the gig, whatever. And then the next week, it's like my first, of, my first official launch. I'm uh, mm-hmm. teaching. And then the next week, life is over. <laughs> Ouch. I was like, but the thing is, it's like, you know, um, and everybody can relate. In the beginning, we didn't know. They told us like, yeah. here in Ontario, there were like two weeks. So yeah. I'm thinking, this is great. I can relax for two weeks. Exactly. And then I can be like, hey, guys, boom, boom, right? And then it was, it was so funny because like when the two weeks ended, I was supposed to go to Cuba for a friend's like wedding. So I was like, okay, cool. Mm. I take two weeks off. I go to Cuba for two weeks and I come back and, and I'm like, come back. yo, is that you're ready? You're, you're set. And then, you know, um, and then it's like, and then I lost everything. Right. So it was yeah. like, everything shut down because the thing is, it's like, nobody yeah. really knew what it was. We weren't allowed to be around people and everything yeah. that I did had to do with people. Mm-hmm. So then, so everything, yeah. So everything shut down. I think for those of us who, 
kind of have a backup plan. Um, it still affected us, but for me, it's like, I didn't, I wasn't like completely out of a job because yes, the school's closed. So I wasn't doing the after school program anymore, but they like anybody in justice, we never closed. <laughs> we never closed. So I was still, I was still going to work. I was still going to work with the, with the young offenders, um, you know, with the youth in conflict with the law. Um, I was still going to work. So, so technically on one part, life never ended for me, if that makes or paused for me, if that makes sense. But in terms of like artistic world, we just, everybody shut down. Right. right? So, um, and then I was trying to figure out, okay, well now what? But then we were yes. like, oh, it's okay. It's two weeks. And we'll be fine. Two weeks this is like our, our, our little vacation, like yeah. type of thing. So in yeah. the beginning it was great. Cause everybody was just like, oh my gosh, I get to, I get to rest. Because the thing is, it's like what people don't realize um, as an artist is that we don't clock in, clock out. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like always there's, on the there's not like, oh, my nine to five and then I just relax. There's always, especially if you are a teacher, a choreographer, if even if I'm not in in the studio, I still have to prepare to go into the studio. Right? Exactly. Um, if you are a performer, you still have to rehearse to be able to get on stage. So it's like exactly. it kinda and then there's like, you know, there's always the administrative administrative side of it. So you're always on the go. So I mm-hmm. think in the beginning for me, it was like, Oh, this is what rest feels like. Guys, I didn't know that word, but this is interesting. Okay, let's let's try this for a minute. And then two weeks turned into a month. Mm. And then a month turned into two. And then we're like, mm. oh, we're, oh, we're, oh, we're really doing this, right? So what were you doing during that time? Were you still kind of like dancing at home? Like, or you were just waiting? Literally no, for- I, I did this beautiful thing called Sleep, Eat, and Repeat. Like, it was the theme song. Like... I was just like, what do we do now? Oh, let's eat. We haven't eaten in about five minutes. Let's do that again. Right, let's go eat again. I was like, what do we do now? Let's take a nap. Okay, cool. What are we doing now? Oh, we're eating. <laughs> I was living my best, like, chew life. It was great. Mm. Um, but then after a month, then we were mm. like, okay, this is not cute anymore, you know? Mm. And then and then you're hearing that people are getting sick. You're, you know, like, the paranoia kicks in. So we're like, okay, cool. Uh, not okay, cool, but I mean, like, cool and senses okay no we're not going back yeah. tomorrow like yeah. we're not listening to what these people are saying um so then what started happening is that because people were missing because as an artist you're so used to people that when you don't see yeah. people you kind of go stir crazy a little bit right of course so then i was like i kind of miss humans yeah this like you know and then um so then what a lot of artists started to do was started to now teach online. Right? Online. Yeah. This like big craze of teaching online started, right? So then it's like every other second there's somebody was an Instagram live doing some type of, of movement. And then, you know, then the Zoom craze happened. Yes. Right? And then everybody jumped on this. Um, it's so funny because I tell people all the time, I'm like, Zoom has been around for years. For it's a very just, long time. It's just that if you weren't an international company, you had no business really using Zoom, right? Exactly. So, you know, Zoom really benefited from COVID. Like, you know, cost yeah. beta spate. It is what it is, yeah. right? Any social media um, web type of platform, they were gold. Like social media yeah. was like heaven sent for them, you know? Yeah. So, but in the beginning, I was just like, no, I don't want to really do this online thing. I just want to keep chewing and eating. That's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I realized, I think by month four, I realized, no, I think we might be this in a minute. Like I kept telling people, I'm like, wow. you know, we're going to be here till the end of the year. So from month, from the two weeks to the one month to the two months to the three months, 
then the fourth month hit and you were just like um I was like, you know, I think eating, we're sleeping. Yeah. Let's I put think, you on a pause right yeah, now. Yeah, I was like, okay, now this is cute, but like, you know, 40 pounds later, I'm bored. So I should figure out <laughs> what to happen. Um actually no, it was March, April, May, three months in because something three something very in. interesting happened in May. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so like early May, I was like, okay, let me try this like online business, you know? So I did like one class and I was like, it was cool just to see people because you were used to seeing them in studio. So it was cool to have right. that connection. Um, right. And it was the only connection that we had. So I was like, oh, okay, exactly. it was cool. And then racism happened. So I say, and then racism happened um, because then you had, you know, you had the the, the assassination of, and I'm going to call it an assassination. You had the assassination yeah. of George Floyd and you yeah. had, Others, you know, you had uh, Ahmaud Aubrey, Breonna Taylor. It just kept going and going and going. And the weird thing about this, this, this this thing that's happening, um, why I say racism happened is that because for whatever reason, we know racism has always been there. We know discrimination, police brutality, uh, segregation, all these big, big words have been there since the time of men, right? Um, but for some reason, well, I shouldn't say for some reason, in my opinion, I think because people were home and you were stuck on your phone or your computer, the messages kept feeding you. So now everybody's like, oh my gosh. We're zoned in. Zim is a thing. Oh my gosh. Poor black yeah. people. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So what ended up happening now is like, I'm getting all these like random calls and messages about people saying like, I see you and I feel you. And I'm just like, you know me, I am like, the most very straightforward person you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. So I started because I didn't get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was just like, but guys, this is not new, right? Yeah. Like, did we forget? Um, oh shoot, what was his name? The little boy Trayvon. Trayvon. Right? Like, did we yeah. forget Ronnie King? Did we forget Ronnie Trayvon? King? Like, that, that was like did, one of the biggest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, did we forget Sandra Bland? So I'm just like, yeah. guys, this whole BLM thing, we've been doing it from from a from minute, time. minute. Yeah. Right. But but the thing is, then I started realizing, I said, OK, but we had life to go back to. I can ignore something if I'm busy. I love that. Right. If I'm busy I with life, that. I can. So we're just ignoring that. what's really going on in well, the world. Yeah, I, think, yeah, I think part of it was ignorance. I think part of it was um, naiveness. And I think part mm. of it, too, is is tunnel vision. You know what I mean? Like some people mm. I, I and then when I say this, a lot of people get upset with me. I'm like, I don't blame certain people because if you're stuck on your ivory tower, you don't know what's happening down there. What True. happened with COVID is that it leveled the playing field because now I can see it on the thing called my phone. True. And I'm bored. As you know, tomorrow, so I have nothing else to do. So you have all these messages and people are like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And then like, you mm. know, white guilt became a thing. You know, yeah. black people, you know, um, mental health was uh, was, was, was on the rise really you know, high, like you're yeah. already like you're already suffering from staying in your house like like humans are not we are meant to be social beings right so exactly just the fact of now not having, no matter how introvert you are no matter how introvert you are the fact that you may yeah. not talk to people but the fact that you're around people yeah you um you know you have this sense of uh the sense of joy yeah. and accomplishment so now you're not around people there's right. all these things happening you're right. getting messages that people are dying left, right, and center from this right. like unknown virus. It's all mm. over the world. Like it's not like you're special because you're in Ontario or you're in Italy. Like this is like mm. a worldwide thing. Yeah. And then you hit, you get hit with racism. So there was like a lot, mm. lot. You know, there was a lot going on. And what was also yeah. happening, um, especially in the Toronto um, artistic world, is that now all the 
issues that we've been suppressing are now in the forefront. So mm. we have we have racism, we have segregation, we have colorism, mm. we have sexual mm. assault, we have mm. abuse. Like we had so oh my goodness gracious, like the amount of people that were canceled or like outed on social media, it was like a hot mess, you know? It was it was So it was for wild. me, I'm just like, what is happening? Right. But I think I think because like I'm so straightforward, I'm just like, so why didn't we discuss this before? So, okay, great. Yeah. We're discussing it now, but how truth do you want me to be? So when people yeah. would contact me about how, oh, I can't believe this racism thing, da, 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 I'm like, yo, how honest do you want me to be with you right now? Because yeah. if you're calling me because you're sending me letters that I'm black, please hang up the phone. Please hang up. Like, literally. Right? Like, somebody, like somebody was like, oh, I just want to say that. Like, I see you. I'm like, yo, I'm kind of dark. You didn't realize that you, you didn't realize <laughs> I was black until now. You don't even listen. There were so many things, like even for like, for Zara moves. So like whenever I do like videos and projects, like um, most of the people that I use are either black or brown girls. Right. And, and the reason, well, I never really set out to do that, but now that I think back, the reason for that is that a lot of the times, um, especially in, in Toronto, although we're so many of us in the dancing, you would think we don't exist as because like one, there's not that many like cultural things. And then two, you know, like the, the, the dark skin girls or the brown girls are not usually put in the forefront. It's usually the lighter ones or, you know, the, 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 the Caucasians or, or whatever. So I just, it's interesting I, I just really wanted that. to show people, <laughs> I just really wanted to show us doing our movements. That was really what it is. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like, I got a lot of flack for it because people were like, oh, well, you know, you're doing segregation and I want to work with you, but I can't work with you because I'm not black. And I was like, I was like, I never said you couldn't work with me. I just said that there's certain projects you won't be a part of. Like, but, but to me, I don't understand what the point was because if you have an all Asian group, are you going to like say, why is there no black people? Like, right. if you have an all boys group, I guess why is there no girls? So why, why is it, no why is it a problem? Because <laughs> when only... a black woman, yeah, wants to amplify the voices of other black women. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then racism happened and everybody was just like, oh my gosh, I understand the movement you were doing. I'm like, guys, I really wasn't doing a movement. I'm not political. It wasn't that serious. Like, I just really want to show people who look like me doing moves that I do, you know? Um, but in saying that, because now everybody is so like, oh my gosh, we got to lift up the Black people because, you know, Black people are being killed. Um, it kind of helped me. I know it's going to sound so wrong, but it was a blessing in disguise because now everybody was like, everybody was trying to like give money or do something with any black led organization. So I'm getting yes. contract left, right, to left center. right center. And I'm just like, all right, cool. I will take your white guilt money. I have, yes. you know what I mean? <laughs> what do you want me to say? Because, because, because my thing is, it's like, if you're coming to me, give me a contract to be genuine, that's different, but you're giving to me because you feel guilty. Okay, cool. We're going to do this. Let's, let's do, We're this. Gonna do this. And you right? just want to, but hand. the thing is, is I'm not so going to take your guilty money and not say anything. I'm going to tell you, that this is guilty money. And then we're going to keep continuing because at the end of the day, for me, it's like, I could take your money and it's great because, you know, bills are real mm -hmm. and the adult life is something, but it doesn't do me any service if we don't have the conversation. So if you're going to come to me because you feel uncomfortable, then we're going to have these uncomfortable We're going to have to have this conversation. Because the thing is, all this is happening is fear. But if you can see yeah. me as like, a person just like you you know if you can see me as a person that walk talks eat sleep just like you then we can get over this whole nonsense right so it's like yeah i was like people are like yo i talk a lot yes we will i we will have a cultural conversation and then we will sign the contract that is the rules of engagement if you don't want to go to somebody else right because like i have to now that we you know we have this platform then i'm going to do my due diligence yeah. so for me i think like now comes like june july 
all of a sudden um, I'm doing dance more, right? Obviously it's all, it's all online, but like I'm doing dance more, but then I'm also doing less dancing, more talking. So then I started getting like, you know, these, these contracts of people being like, come and talk about culture. And I was like, oh yeah, I don't have to move. Great. Here we go. Culture is, well, I mean more in terms of, so for me, I wasn't going to do, oh, let me just do the, you know, you can check your diversity box. No, I was going to say, okay, well, this is the, this is the culture behind the movement. These are why we do things. These exactly. Are, you know That's I mean? how you, and we were going to talk about colonization. So I will make you very yeah. uncomfortable because we have to talk, but we have to get past in order to be, um, you know, live harmoniously. We have to get past the discomfort. Let's yeah. talk the truth. Why yeah. we got here because we keep hiding it. Yeah. Now that it's in front of us, let's talk it. Let's I, talk about I do it. it through movement, but we're all going to talk some way somehow, right? Um, so basically, during this time, it's really as much as yeah, life was on pause and everything. You were actually getting a different type of opportunities. Yeah. Um, you were getting different open doors that weren't necessarily like geared towards teaching a class per se, but then still teaching dance, quote unquote dance, or let's say the culture behind dance, let's say, mm-hmm. because of racism. Yeah, because what, what ended up happening- This is really interesting. because yeah, what ended up happening is that all of a sudden people started reading books. Who knew? Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> listen, I said from the beginning, I'm a very sarcastic person. Um, yeah, people, like people, all of a sudden, it opened their mind to finding out about stuff, right? Um, because like, even like the hip hop world here, um, you had this whole thing about like, now we can call it hip hop. I'm like, yo, the hip hop heads had been yelling at you guys for years about what you guys are doing in our hip hop. Now, because racism happened, now it's like, oh my gosh, I benefited from black culture. No shit, Sherlock, you've been doing it from time right so i think it, it really for those of us who who actually teach the history and culture behind these movements it really gave us an opportunity for people to finally listen and not just like keep blindingly or avertedly um culture appropriating because now you had to listen to me now i'm on the platform so now you have to listen to me you, you have, have to, to listen right, to me right so it kind of i think for us here in in toronto specifically um it kind of helped out things that we've been yelling about, but people weren't listening, right? Because before we kept yelling about, you know, cultural appropriation and this, what you're doing is not hip hop or what you're doing is not Afro or whatever. But nobody was, was seeing nobody it. Nobody was listening. They didn't perceive it as living, if it was yeah, a big deal. Everybody was living their best life and, and taking money yeah. and living off of things that weren't, that weren't your culture and you weren't doing it properly. But because now everybody's walking on eggshells because, oh my gosh, the black people, right? Now they had to listen. So for me, I took that opportunity to really be like, like I could have done what most people did and be like, shame on you. And all white people are, are, are da, 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 da. like, I could have done that. But the thing is, like, I think that's easier. It's easier, but also it's easier and harder at the same time. It's easier because everybody needs a scapegoat. That's just how we are. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason why I think it's harder, yo, you know how much energy it takes to hate. Yeah. I don't like, I don't yeah. hate because I don't have the energy and I don't have the patience. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean that I love everybody kumbaya. Let's be real. Right. Yeah. But I choose I choose, I've always been the type of person to choose when and not to engage. Right. You know what I mean? So for me, it's like, if I don't want to engage, yo, I will look at you dead in the face and not move. Cause I'm just like, (laughs) you are not going to shift my energy. Mm. Either I shift yours and you come on the the happy train. On my side. Like you Mm -hmm. you come on the like common sense train Mm -hmm. or you just talk by yourself. What are we doing? Mm -hmm. 
Because I. But I'm not going to be part of it. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do it. You know what I mean? So even, even in like. You know, even even when racism happened, like there's even some black people that I had to put in their space. I'm like, yo, but you cussing every two seconds at them. Where are we going? So you cuss, they cuss. You've canceled that person. Okay, cool. But when you cancel them, do they learn? Yeah. Right. Like, are you are you teaching them? Like, like I'm not excusing people who are, who are just like stupid ignorant. That I can't help you with. But people, like I said, the ivory tower. There's some people where it's like, listen, if you live, I don't know. If you live, so Bolton is like a place in Ontario, which is like, like now there's a little bit more black people, but back in the day it was like white, white, right? So if you live in the middle of Timbuktu, where all the, everybody that's there looks like you, has yeah. the same issues, whatever, whatever. And then yeah. you come to a multicultural place like, like Ottawa or Montreal or Toronto, you're expecting right. these people to suddenly be like, oh my God, I love you. No, no. Naturally, you, even as a child, when you a fear child, what you don't you know. You fear what you don't know. And yeah. Which you don't know, but the imaging the imaging of what you're seeing about these people are not yes. Good. So and you can't exactly. be like, oh well, you can't judge a book, but that's all they've been seeing. That's all they yes. know. The cover they see is like gangsters and killing and raping and all of that negative stuff. So obviously, the minute that <laughs> they see one of us, they're just like, you better run now exactly, or like forever right? hold your peace. Type that, of thing. That, but that's it's the way that they if they come at you guns blazing, then yo pick up your fist, let's go. But if they come at you generally like they really don't know, let's see how like I, for me, I'm just like okay, let's see how far we're gonna take this to see if you're just actually being like stupid or you just don't know, right? And I felt like because everybody was on different levels with this, you know. Um, emotional racial reckoning, I should call it. Um, you know, people were like, yo, gunning for each other, right? Like even some people, like I've seen people get canceled because they weren't posting about Black Lives Matter. See, that's right. And then it's I feel so problematic. No, I went on I the whole we rant. had a similar conversation. Yeah, like I I'm not a big I mean, you know, I'm not a big like say your whole opinion on Instagram type of person. Cause I'm just like, I'd rather yeah. us talk like we're talking right now. We can talk yeah. about the issues, but like there's so much room for misconceptions when it comes to the internet. But like, I literally wrote it and I'm just like, I'd rather you not post anything if you really don't feel it. Because what ended up exactly. happening is that people ended up one posting because they were afraid of being canceled yeah, or it was all performative. Yeah. Like I'm gonna, there was no intention. There was no, there was no like there was no pure intention. intention behind the reason why they were posting. And as you said, like everybody was online, right? So let's say, for instance, if you are an artist that in, in the background, you don't necessarily use, I use the word respect, um, the culture, the dancing culture, especially when it comes to Afro, um, African Caribbean dance and all of that good stuff, then at that particular moment, everybody's watching you. Everybody is behind their screens waiting for you to do something about it because you're part of dance. So if you're part of dance and this is happening right now, then we want to hear from you. <laughs> so it's just like, okay, let me just like post this thing or say this thing or say that. But like, where's is, where is the real intention yeah. behind what you just did? But not like, only that, I think also people were really unfair because at the end of the day, like I said before, everybody, there's levels to this. Everybody's at a different true. space, right? Yeah. If some people are still dealing with the effects of being in solitude, they're dealing with that. With and then that. they're getting the Ooh. images of the racism. And then it became like, yo, it became literally like trauma porn. Yo, it, it I, was. I had to block some people. I'm like, yo, if you it send was. me one more video, like till this day, I have not seen the George Floyd video. I, I mean, I, I don't black. know how I, don't, I can't. people sat there. The, For nine first, minutes? Like, I think, 
I, I don't know how. I, I have no clue yeah. how you could sit there and spend nine minutes staring at a black man being, as you said, assassinated. Like, I don't get it. I saw like two seconds of it and I was like, okay, I'm done. Like I have enough trauma in my life. No. I have not added more. No. Like we already the- know the stories. Yo. We know the story. These are not brand new stories. They're just in a you different I mean? format. So, they're just right now they're just on video. Well, I mean, they've been on video since Rodney King and they all they all found exactly. innocent, right? Um yeah, so then you have like you have, you know, the the effects of the solitude, the effect of being like literally jobless. And in the beginning, what people don't tell you is that when they had Serb, we weren't like artists in the beginning weren't qualified. You weren't qualified. So now it's like yeah. like for me, I'm privileged because I had a backup plan, right? But for those right. who don't have a backup plan, you don't know what's happening with Serb. Because Serb took a minute for right. it to kick in. So right. there's no income. You don't know what's happening with your bills. You're you're in solitude. There's trauma racist porn. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to talk to you about racism because you're black. And then you mm-hmm. want them to post? Yo, give them a moment. Give them time. You know what I mean? So it's like, give it was just, time. it was a lot. It was a, it was a really a lot to deal with. And even like, you know, talking to some friends and stuff like that, I was like, yo, people were, people were hurting for different they were really reasons. aggressive too. Yeah, right? people like, were hurting for different people. reasons. And then you're being, and then even like, you know, some people are tough, right? Like if I get canceled, I'm like, okay, congratulations. Like, <laughs> like it isn't, it doesn't do nothing to me, right? But for some people, it's like, like it or not, resp- um, uh, understanding or not, social media and their social presence is their life. You know what I mean? Like, they live through this thing. So now if you say something as you're canceling them, that's dangerous. And especially, like, people went far with this canceling. Like, some people would cancel somebody, contact their work, Right, like some people, yeah, yeah, like when, oh, yeah, wow. in, in, in Toronto, when you had all this, like, you know, you had like the racial things, um, you had a couple of people being outed because of sexual assault and and abuse, and anyways, a whole list of things. Some people were contacting their work. Some people lost their jobs. Oh wow, right? it was that deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there Yo, was a this lot going on. Really, like, there there's, was a, there's lot, a lot happening. There was a lot going on, but I think you know, like, not to excuse the behavior. I think what's happening, what happened is. So dancers are very cerebral and very internal, right? As much as they do outward stuff, um, like you you live, depending on the dance that you do, you either live in your head because that's where your creativity is, or you live within your spirit because you dance from within. Again, depending on <laughs> depending on the style that you do. Exactly. Right? So so a lot of the I think what happened is that it's not that these these issues were new. It's not like if all of a sudden these issues came during COVID. No, it was people sap at themselves. When you sit by yourself, what do you do? You think. And they started thinking about their past experience and realized, wait, what I went through wasn't normal. I shouldn't have gone through it. But the the whole time when you went through it, you weren't saying anything or Mm -hmm. you weren't saying anything because like you saying something means that you don't get the gig. Right. Right? Because at the end of the day, you can be pro something all you want, but that first of the month comes real quick. Yes. Eating is a thing that you have to do every day, apparently. You know, getting to a gig. So, so a lot of the, I think what happened is a lot of the things that people were going through, they either weren't, they weren't in a safe space to talk about it or they didn't want to talk about it because like that meant you lose your bread and butter. But now none of us is working. One, none of us is working. Two, I realized, yo, I shouldn't have gone through what I'm gone through. So everybody's now like exploring and lashing out and, 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 you know, piggy banking other people's story and stuff. And I get it. You know what I mean? I, I get I get wanting to to do that, but I think like for me, people weren't 
talking to each other. They were just talking at each other. At each other. So my problem with canceling is that how does that person learn? Especially during a time like the pandemic or when the light, when life went on pause, it's, it's, I, I, you know, Zara, you're, you're, you're bringing such a point that we, I, I, I would have thought that life being going on pause or COVID-19 or whatever that we want to call it, that we would have been more sensitive to think, one another. I think also, I mean, we've never really been that sensitive to one another. Um, humans are very interesting, but I think what happened during COVID, I, a lot of people were very volatile. Right. And if you throw, you know, if you throw vinegar in oil, what do you get? So yeah. I say the reason why yeah, I say right. some people were volatile is that, again, you're dealing. Forget, forget about forget about everything that's come up during. Right. So, you know, racism. Forget that you are dealing with solitude. Some people have probably never been by themselves longer than five minutes. <laughs> right. Um, so you so and a lot of the times when you are by yourself, thoughts come into play. So, and especially, you know, especially as, um, I hate, I hate the term people of color, but whatever. Um, I know. I think that's another day's conversation. <laughs> I hate, I hate, I don't know. But even the term black, like, sis. Listen, I can go on forever. We're going to be here for like a four hour podcast. Your whole season two would just be me ranting about people of color. We'll post a whole month. Yeah. Zara move talks. Yeah. <laughs> There's just so many, like, there's just so many terminologies that we were abusing during, like, this racism time that I was just like, yeah. Anyways, let me not go off track. So, thank you so much for tuning in today, and we hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, leave your comments and your reviews, download your favorite episode. This helps Umami Conversation have more visibilities for other listeners that we might not be able to reach. You are the ones that can help us reach them. Now, with your effort and our effort, we believe that Umami Conversation is going to be and is among the top podcasts out there. So until very soon, actually until next Thursday, stay blessed, stay Gucci, and please make sure you put a smile on your face.